Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Bible Catholic Show. My name is William Hemsworth. Great to be with you. On February 22nd, we celebrated Ash Wednesday. So that great day marks the beginning of the season of Lent. Now, for some, Lent is a season that brings to mind drudgery and self-deprecation. But what is Lent all about? Is it about us merely giving something up, or is there much more to it? You see, my friends, Lent reminds us that spiritual warfare is real. It is a call to arms in which we latch on to Jesus and head into battle. But we're not alone in this fight. We have the communion of saints and our Lord Jesus Christ by our side. Now, perhaps we should start with what Lent is not. Lent is not a time to give up something in an attempt to be fashionable. Many give up a favorite food or a dessert and they call it a day. The whole point of giving up something is to replace it with a spiritual practice. So what spiritual practice you take up is totally up to you. Maybe you find yourself too busy to pray. As a result, maybe you wake up 10 minutes early to pray to replace the 10 minutes you take eating your favorite candy bar. You know, my wife on occasion will give up Starbucks for Lent. And when she does that, she's chosen to take the money that she would normally spend and give it to the St. Vincent de Paul Society at our parish. You may choose to take time throughout the day and pray the liturgy of the hours. Like I've said, it's up to you and what you feel called to do. However, fasting without prayer is merely dieting. If you are if you're abstaining or fasting but not praying, my friends, you're simply dieting. Now, Lent is an ancient practice that goes back to the earliest days of the church. And we actually see examples in sacred scripture. For example, in Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 2, we read, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. I was always intrigued as to why the sinless and divine Son of God went into the wilderness to be tempted. This is something that Jesus did to prepare himself for ministry. He was at his weakest after fasting for so long, and Satan knew that this may be his only chance. Jesus did this as an example for us. He knows how we are tempted because he experienced it firsthand. If Jesus was tempted, do you think we're somehow exempt? No, not at all, my friends. I certainly hope not. But as our good shepherd, he is leading the way through danger. By doing so, he is stating that he is with us and beside us on this tough journey. If you are a follower of Christ, the evil one, the evil one will come after you. That's a guarantee. It's an absolute guarantee. We will get beat up at times, but we must get back up and dust ourselves off. When I was in the military, we were taught to always keep your equipment in top condition. Whether it was our Kevlar helmet, rucksack, or weapon, everything had to be maintained. Lent reminds us that there is more to life than the things of this world. It is a time to reflect and evaluate our equipment. In the spiritual life, our equipment is our mind and hearts. Now, what are they preoccupied with? That's the question. What filth have they accumulated over the past year? A weapon will not work if it is grungy and filthy. Likewise, our souls get dirty from venial sin. 
If we become complacent with venial sin, it is much easier to fall into mortal sin. Now, regarding this, my friends, 1 John 5.17 states, All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that is not mortal. Mortal sin severs our relationship with God. Essentially, we have made our choice, and it wasn't God. But there is hope. The hope is Jesus Christ and the sacraments that he established. Like I said before, Lent is a time to reevaluate our spiritual lives. It is a time to reflect on the things we have done and not done. We all have sinned and have fallen short of God's standard, as Romans 3.23 says. This does not mean that God does not want us anymore. In fact, my friends, nothing can be further from the truth. Our Lord established the sacrament of reconciliation so we can once again be in fellowship with him. The great church father, St. John Chrysostom, put it this way, quote, And though every day a man lives may rightly be a day of repentance, yet is it in these days more becoming, more appropriate to confess our sins, to fast, and to give alms to the poor, since in these days you may wash clean the sins of the whole year. The evil one tries to tempt us in our weakness, just like he tried to tempt our Lord. A lion attacks the member of the herd that is sick, weak, and alone. Satan tries to do the same thing. He will try to make us feel alone and like we are too messed up to be reconciled with God. That is the greatest lie. That's his greatest lie. Jesus wants you. In the sacrament of confession, we are absolved of the sins that we have committed, both venial and mortal. We have a clean slate and are once again reconciled with the church. Partaking of the great and underutilized sacrament assists us by strengthening our resolve against Satan and his temptations. It is a crucial weapon in our daily spiritual warfare. Without it, we're taking a knife to a gunfight. A few months ago, a priest told me, Take advantage of the sacraments. They are there to help us. A priest will make the time. So my friends, I implore you to make the sacrament of reconciliation a key part of your Lenten journey this year. Go during scheduled times, make an appointment, or make the time and make the time to make a good confession. You'll be happy that you did. There is nothing greater than the love of God. And we feel it especially after he forgives us. God love you. God bless you. Take care. 